For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Sports biz, sports media, Believe right here. Here's truly uh, Fred, Tom Hofarth off. Uh, he'll be back uh, most likely next week. He's in beautiful Venice, California at this moment, and we're taping at 427 on Thursday, the 10th of September in the year 2020. Uh, all I see outside where I live in the Valley Smoke, smoke, and more smoke. It's weird. It's it's like eh, I've never seen anything quite like this. I mean, fires are everywhere, and I hope everybody uh, stays as safe as you can possibly uh, be in the pandemic world that we are living in in, in 2020. But uh, again, uh, we're here to talk sports business, sports media, Southern California style. And uh, let's start with the Hard Knocks on HBO, which concluded last night, fifth episode. It's hard to do without uh, games uh, because uh, uh, when there are games, preseason games, uh, then in the next week you talk about what happened at the games. But since there were no games, no preseason games, it's very, very difficult. But I thought the fifth episode was actually the best episode. And again, guys got uh, released only to get picked up uh, a day later if they cleared waivers. And one of the guys... Uh, uh, was picked up uh, on uh, Sunday, and he was released on Friday, and he was picked up by Carolina, and that's closer to his parents, so he actually liked that. But anyway, it was interesting watching uh, the guys, how they reacted, and uh, and uh, they, what they thought about uh, playing on the practice squad. Practice squad members in the NFL do not make a lot of money. I think it's like uh, four or $500 a week versus the minimum uh, amount of money uh, in the National Football League as a rookie, a couple hundred, I think three, four hundred thousand dollars. So, you know, if you make uh, the practice team, at least you're, you're close in your part, but you're not making the big dough. There's no question about that. Talking about guys who haven't made it, uh, two, two years ago, Josh Rosen uh, out of UCLA uh, was drafted by Arizona, 10th pick, 5th quarterback, and at the time he said he's better than the other four, something you don't say, and you never say, and you always... You never just don't say that if you uh, want to survive. And now it's interesting because, of course, he played in Arizona two years ago, and the Cardinals just had no offensive line whatsoever. And then last year he split time uh, with Fitzpatrick in Miami, and uh, then at the end they went Fitzpatrick. And now, of course, with Tua, he's got no shot. And he was released a couple of days ago. And I don't know who's going to pick him up. It's not a question of talent because he's got the talent to play in the National Football League, but is somebody going to gamble on somebody that has a big mouth? I mean, these coaches, uh, these coaching staffs and the general managers and the executive vice presidents and the presidents and the CEOs of these organizations in the NFL or in sports, they don't want somebody who argues with them. And I think Josh is the type of guy that might argue. Uh, he argued in high school, apparently, uh, apparently at UCLA. And uh, again, in UCLA, he was a fine quarterback. He didn't play that long, long, uh, Two years, basically, because of injuries. Actually, a year and maybe a year and a half, a little bit more than that, because of injuries. But uh, when he first came there, he, you know, he's the highlight. He was a five-star kid, and whatever the case might be. But 
Uh, Josh Rosen right now, last time I checked, uh, has not been picked up by anybody, and I don't think he's the type of kid that wants to be on the practice squad, which means somebody's going to have to hand him, with them, uh, I don't know, what, what uh, kind of money he's making. He, of course, if nobody picks him up, then uh, Arizona and uh, Miami, and I don't know how that deal was worked out, who pays for him at this point, but somebody's going to have to pay his salary because I'm sure it was guaranteed for four years. Much of it was guaranteed for four years, not all of it in the National Football League. But I, I, I'm willing to bet that he got a pretty good deal. I mean, he was the 10th pick in the first round, so he most likely got a pretty good deal where uh, some of the money, at least, was guaranteed beyond uh, just the second season. Your thoughts? Uh, you think Josh Rosen can play in the National Football League? You can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Dallas versus uh, the Rams on Sunday should be interesting. Um Greg Zerline, I think he's a fine place kicker, a fine kicker. The problem is um, he's injured a lot. And the second problem is the Rams have spent so much on so many guys that they didn't have enough to pay the veteran kicker. So they picked up uh, uh, Steve Slomo, and apparently he's a very good kicker from Miami, Ohio. But I don't think, you know, very few can kick 65 yards, 63 yards. And Zerline, Greg Zerline can. So now it's a close game. And he's playing now for Dallas. Wouldn't that be ironic if he kicked one at the buzzer, the final gun, um, from 60-something yards out? I don't think slow-mo or many guys can kick that well from 60 yards out. Anyways, uh, uh, it should be an interesting game. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how you set odds when there are no fans in the stadium. Usually, of course into wagering at all the home team gets three three and a half points just being the home team right but if there are no fans are you worthy of the three three and a half points no i don't think so what do you think what do you think home field advantage should be wagering wise a point a point and a half uh, instead of the three three and a half sports fred at aol.com sports fred at aol.com and uh, we certainly can uh, discuss this it's an interesting week in baseball um Dodgers had lost two in a row, and then uh, they went nuts against Arizona, winning 10-9. And then, of course, on Wednesday, they, they went again um, in extra innings, extra innings, in 10, 10 innings, and uh, which I don't like. I think it's ridiculous. And, you know, the game still lasted, you know, 10 frames. It still lasted three and a half hours. And so if it's over at nine, uh, nine frames, nine innings, uh, it's still going to be three hours and a quarter. So they're saving a few seconds. Uh, yeah. I mean, not once in my life I've ever left a game in the 12th inning. Okay, if I've got, if I've driven myself or with somebody else to a baseball game, I'm staying to the end. And I think most people think like that, but uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, doesn't think that's the case. So uh, he's got the rule where you start uh, after nine innings, you start automatically with a guy on second base. So the game should be over sooner, but. Again, it's, uh, I think, a ridiculous rule. Uh, your thoughts at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Dodgers, I think, obviously, should be the best team in baseball. Okay, so the question is, do they have enough pitching at this point? <laughs> because uh, the way Bueller pitched, he's got uh, some kind of uh, finger problem. Um, the way he pitched on Wednesday night, I mean, he's not certain to be 100%. Uh, Kershaw didn't pitch all that well on Wednesday, but uh, he, uh, and Bueller was on Tuesday. Uh, Kershaw didn't pitch all that well on uh, Wednesday, but he did um, uh, manage to hold them down a little bit. 
And you know what? The team that could surprise everybody, San Diego Padres, they've got the pitching and they've got the hitting. You've got Tatis and uh, Grisham and uh, Manny Machado, and now you've got uh, Mitch Moreland uh, playing a little first base. Uh, uh, you've got a chance, uh, Profar. I mean, you, the, the Padres have surprised, I think, the world. I think uh, they could be a surprise as far as the playoffs are concerned. Again, uh, my question, of course, would be, the Dodgers haven't won since 1988. And I was doing the postgame show at KBC. Now, okay, if they win in two, in 2020, they win this year, is anybody going to give them credit? And if they don't win, everybody's going to say they should have won. So there's really no way for the Dodgers uh, to, re- to win, even if they win. By the way, Mookie Betts tonight uh, in uh, Arizona, in Phoenix, uh, playing second base. And, of course, he came up as an infielder, second base shortstop. And so <laughs> Dodgers have a slew of guys who can play a million different positions, and that's remarkable. I mean, Kiki Hernandez can play anywhere in the infield, and he can play anywhere in the outfield. Um, uh, the only guy, <laughs> uh, Jack Peterson, the only guy that can't play a lot of, well, he can play the outfield position. He's not bad in the outfield, but he's not Bellinger. And he's not Taylor, and he's not Pollock, but he's still not a bad outfitter, left center or right. But he can't play first base. When they tried him at first base last year, I wrote a letter to the LA Times. All I'm asking for is this year, do not let a baseball first baseman glove anywhere near Jock Peterson. Nowhere near Jock Peterson. Okay. Hey, in a sad note this week in baseball, um, Lou Brock, who I met a few times, very nice guy, and a guy who. I mean, he was just fun to watch, and he was so talented. And the Cubs made a bad mistake by dealing him to the Cardinals, and he did most of his records as far as stolen bases uh, uh, directly to the Hall of Fame with the St. Louis Club. But uh, a nice man. He, he had diabetes, I think, and uh, he, he lost a little. They had to cut part of his leg off, amputated part of his leg a few years ago, and we knew he was ill, but uh, he passed away earlier this week. And... Uh, very sad note. And interesting also this week in baseball, everybody was wearing number 21 on Wednesday, Roberto Clemente Day. The baseball was uh, uh, made uh, September 9, Roberto Clemente, a uh, night or day in baseball. And, uh, of course, if you're young, you may not know Roberto Clemente. Roberto Clemente was signed by the LA Dod- the Brooklyn Dodgers. And at that point, if they gave you over, I think, 5000 or $4,000, you had to be on the 40-man roster. And... Uh, in fact, I think they had to be on the 25-man roster, like in the Koufax case uh, when they dropped Lasorda. So you had to be on the on the main roster, and they sent him to the minors. And at that point, by that point, Branch Rickey wasn't with the Dodgers. He was the uh, general manager and boss of the Pittsburgh Pirates, so he knew how talented Clemente was. So the Dodgers lost him. Pirates uh, had him. Next thing you know, 18 years later, 3,000 base hits. And, of course, you also know the story at the end where on um, uh December 31 uh, in 1992, um, 1972, excuse me, uh, Roberto Clemente uh, got in a plane with supplies for Managua, Nicaragua, because, of course, they had the big earthquake, and he was always like that, giving of himself, and uh, the plane crashed, and uh, he actually ended his career exactly at 3,000 base hits. So that's uh, it was Roberto Clemente. It was a great idea for baseball to have a uh, day for Roberto because again he was no also a, he was also a great player on the field, obviously Hall of Famer right away. But he also was uh, 
the kind of guy that always gave himself. And anybody from Puerto Rico knows the name Roberto Clemente. So, I mean, a lot of these guys from Puerto Rico playing now in the majors, uh, you know, he looked up to the heavens if they hit the ball well uh, on uh, yesterday's games and things like that, remembering that uh, how good Clemente was. And from the Dodger perspective, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been bad in the same outfield with Duke Snyder, would he? Carl Farrell and people like that. I thought it been pretty fantastic. Hey, before we go, um, I grew up the biggest horse racing fan in the world, and I think I've told you that many times right here in Believe in Sports Business, Sports Media, but as you grow up, you find out how some of the owners, how some of the trainers uh, treat the horses, not just the, uh, not necessarily the real good ones, but uh, the average uh, 20 30,000, dollars claimers. A lot of them end up as uh, food for people in China or Japan, something like that. So I'm turned off by the sport. ESPN is going to do a expose, uh, a period piece on uh, called Bloodlines. It's coming out soon, and it's about how the horses are treated, how the trainers and owners do treat uh, the horses, and just take a look at how many horses die every year. It's even here in San Anita. Del Mar and formerly in Hollywood Park, Los Alamitos, and everywhere. But uh, here in Southern California, it was more than most because, of course, uh, new ownership uh, made a change at Santa Anita. Then they fired the uh, the crew, and uh, the new crew wasn't getting the job done. And two years ago, we had a tremendous amount of deaths of the horses. This year, slightly less, but uh, certainly not safe, and it's tough to watch, even if the pandemic uh, wasn't going on, I think. Uh, so love your thoughts about bloodlines after you take a watch. I'm going to take a look and watch it as soon as it does uh, appear on ESPN. Hey, this has been Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Scott, thank you very much. And, of course, listen to all the shows on Believe. You can go to uh, TuneIn and all the apps to listen to us, but go to TuneIn, Sports Biz Los Angeles. Tom Holforth hopefully will be back next week. I'm Fred Gernot, and thank you very much for listening to Believe right here on Sports Business Los Angeles. Bye, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.